Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode is brought to you by Peak, the brand that makes my favorite matcha. So Peak is offering 5% off plus a free sampler pack of six of their best-selling teas when you buy two cartons of their Sun Goddess Matcha. So you go to peaklife, P-I-Q-U-E, life.com slash not skinny and use code not skinny at checkout. Not skinny applies 5% off site-wide. That's peak, P-I-Q-U-E, life.com slash not skinny. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture. I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. Well, I'm so excited you're here. Everybody, such a fucking fun guest today. Jenny Molin, author, actress, mom, lunch maker. It is crazy. All the what things. What is happening to me? <laughs> what is happening? I mean, you're thriving. Who am I? I'm having like an identity crisis. There's just too many balls in the air. Can I just tell you something funny? So you have a new book coming out, City of yes. Likes, which speaks to me on many levels. And I didn't realize it was a novel because when I think of you, I think of like, nonfiction. Yes. And so I was like, she was married before to a man named Ilya. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, it's a novel. It's a novel. Yes, this is a novel. Well, this one I had to write as fiction because if I wrote this as, uh, you know, a memoir, I think I'd have to move out of town. (laughs) I take too many people to task in this book. Oh my God. It is so good and so relevant. Did you write it recently? Like how long was the writing process for you? The writing process was, it t- I mean, this book was such a bitch. I, it took me four. it's been almost four years. When to when it comes, well, when it comes out, it will have been four years from like inception to being on a shelf somewhere. And that is too long for me. <laughs> Do you like to write, Jenny? Is it f- like you like the process? I love Yes. I mean, like acting for me was always annoying because I hate being trapped somewhere unless it's my own show or my own thing that I have control over every aspect of it. Then then I have to be there because I want the words to sound exactly as I wrote them. 
you know, I get neurotic in that way. And Jason hates it because when he's like doing something that I've written, he's like, I'm an actor. I have years of experience. I think I know. I don't need a line reading from you. And I'm like, this is how it sounds in my head. And you need to get it exactly like this. So that drives him nuts. But for me, that's the only kind of acting I want to do. When I used to get, you know, on these shows and be some, you know, Joe Schmo's girlfriend on whatever procedural. I mean, you might have seen her on Chicago Fire, everybody. Boring. Yeah. And and that was fun because I like that. That's a good crew. The Chicago Fire people. But I just hate being stuck somewhere. And Mm. with writing, I can travel around. I can be sampling all the bread in different cafes around town as I like, you know, drink my like eight espresso shot and write all day. And it's just my own thing. It's so much easier to be a mom and a writer than a mom and an actress. I mean, I'm watching Jason. He's been gone for five weeks in Utah. Like that's just not doable as a mom. Can you imagine if you just left your kids for five weeks? If you guys don't know, Jenny Mullen is married to Jason Biggs. Yes. Who American Pie most known for, but incredible actor and is not Jewish. So everybody stop yes. thinking that he is. So no Jewishness in your family. No, I'm Jewish. And You're so Jewish? when I met him. What a, yes. what a I was, I got about mitzvah in Israel. No, Jenny, yes. what a mind fuck that you're the Jewish one. No. And how annoying is it that when I go to Israel with Jason, they're like, welcome home <laughs> to him. Damn. They're like embracing him with open arms. And I'm just like, this is so fucked on I'm so dying. many levels. I'm dying. I'm I dying. thought that I got a nice Jewish boy. I mean, he's the poster child for like nice Jewish boys everywhere. That's like what literally every role he's ever played. And when I met him, he's like, I'm Italian. That was just a real mindfuck. That is a mindfuck. And I feel like even though so many people should know this, I feel like people still don't know this. But I they think don't. that it's such a interesting thing that that you're the Jew. He's the non Jew. Yes. yes. I mean, let's take yes. a moment. So you practice like you, you did a Passover dinner. Yes. OK. Yes. You did a Passover dinner and you, you have two yes. children. I have two children who speak German, though, which is like also throws people. But why They're do you speak German? Jewish. I speak German. So that's the other weird twist. <laughs> Tell me how you're, you're like I, I live in Germany. Oh. I li- well, yes, I, my, I mean, I am a descendant of German Russian Jews. So I do feel like when I'm in Germany, I'm like taking back my land. I but I lived in Germany with a Yugoslavian family and they didn't speak English. And so at first they thought I was just like charming and sweet and shy. And then by the end, they're like, shut the fuck up, you know, because I you, I was immersed. I had to learn. Yeah, that's the so best way to learn when you can't when you when they when there you was can't no choice. So you taught exactly. them German and they yeah. And they've always they've yeah, we've always had, you know, German nannies and German. They they do German schooling. I mean, it's I get it. I'm aggro with it. Oh, my God. And but the names yes. aren't German nor Jewish. Laszlo well, and Sid. is a Hungarian name and Sid is pretty Jewish. Sid is cute. Yeah. Sid is, is pretty Jewish. So where did Sid Laszlo is a Jewish come from? Man. Sid is a Sydney. Yeah. I mean, well, he's mine isn't a Sydney, but it's, you know, we've had a lot of Sydneys in the, the fam. And Laszlo is a Hungarian name. What does it mean? I think it means light. Oh, really? <laughs> I, don't know. Like, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not sure what it means. I just loved the name. Yeah. I mean, it's like the tattoos that I get. It's like, I don't know what it means, but it looks nice. So let's, but it looks cool. Like, and I like saying it, right? Like, who cares? <laughs> so in your book, city of likes. Okay. Even though it is a novel, I'm sure it was taken yes. from, you know, real life situations. Yes. Are a you, do you more, are you more a Daphne or are you more a Meg? I think I'm 
Maddie, but I think that Daphne also, there are parts of me that scare me that I am sort of Daphne in certain ways. Mm. The, The parts of me that I'm freaked out by. Okay. So let's first tell people what City of Likes is about. I'll give it to you. Yes. So City of Likes is about a mom who moves to New York City, who sort of falls under the spell of this in mommy influencer fashion Instagram woman. And it's really, you know, I wanted to talk about female relationships because I feel like people never really delve into just like how complicated it can be to have, you know, these kinds of all encompassing friendships that sometimes can get a little toxic and what it's like to be just like under the spell of a narcissist, because when a narcissist shines their light on you, I mean, there's no greater high. You feel Mm. so seen, but that light can go off like, you know, for any, at any second that could be gone. And when that is, when that goes away, like how hard it is. And it's just like a drug to kind of, you keep like serving this person and you keep trying to like, you know, prove yourself to them over and over again. And I've found myself in these relationships with women before And I really wanted to talk about it because I don't think it's out there or, you know, it's just, it's not really discussed in that way. I, I, when I first set out to write the book, my elevator pitch was it's devil wears Prada if Anne Hathaway and Meryl Streep had sex, but it's obviously changed from there and kind of like developed into its own thing. But that was sort of my starting off point. But like, you're not a mommy blogger, but you have a pretty successful Instagram. Right. Yes. And, and that kind of, so like, that was where I found myself when I thought, okay, do I write another like memoir? Yeah. My only choice at that point was like, do I write like the mommy memoir? That's what everybody kind of expected me to do next. And I just found myself so bored Mm -hmm. with that. I was writing for parents magazine at the time and I had, I didn't have any like great material. I was like, this is bored. I'm bored. If I'm bored reading my own damn proposal, then like, why would I put a book out and bother anybody else with this shit? And the main thing that I was struggling with at the time was like watching these other women on Instagram and watching these other moms curate motherhood and their lives to sort of like almost showcase how like perfect they were. And I kept having this question like rattle over and over again in my head, this idea of if you're so busy curating your, your mothering online for other people how present are you actually for your real kids in your real life? Like these pictures I see, it just gets under my skin. And then the captions that like are like, so like incongruous with whatever's going on in the picture. It just, it maddens It's like me. when they do so, the, um, Oh, like my house is so messy and it's like yeah. the perfectest background. Like yes. everything is. And they're like, you know, excuse the, and the kid is like sitting on the counter perfectly lit. And there's like yes. a fruit bowl. And everything is clean and spick and span. And they're they're lying yes. that the kid wasn't yeah. just crying and threw up tomato soup on them and they had to change. Right. Yeah. Or that they even made the damn soup. <laughs> like it was, it's all, it was so too much. And I was just getting more and more enraged. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk shit about that. Yeah. So you <laughs> did it in like, not a, yeah. So you did it in this way. Yeah. And just the weirdos I've encountered here. But it doesn't sound like, the character Daphne that you created, that she's the, she's the blog, she's the blogger. She's the successful. Mm -hmm. It doesn't sound like you hate her the way you wrote her. Well, yeah, maybe you'll see. I mean, it gets, it takes some like pretty. No, I mean, real life. You Jenny. Oh, oh, do I hate her? 
I don't hate her. No, because there is a specific person in my life that I was writing about that, uh, you know, I feel on some level, you know, I was totally in love with Mm. in some ways, Mm. you know? So no, I don't hate her, but I'm conflicted over it. And like, they're both two sides of me, you know, like I've had to service this because Instagram, it's like, you know, it's just this bottomless pit. And if you don't feed it, it's like also like a narcissist, just like the light goes off on you. Yeah. So I've had to just like cultivate and keep it going and post shit, not necessarily even because I want to, but because it's now become, a. I mean, you know, it's like a business, Yeah. a fucking job sometimes. So, you know, it's both. I, I don't hate her. I just find that some of the decisions that she makes are different from decisions that I've made. That you would make. I have a feeling you guys heard of a travel zoo, uh, the trusted source for top rated travel deals and lifestyle experiences. So travel zoo is literally on top of finding the best experiences for their members and negotiate the best deals, literally the best deals to top bucket list destinations like the Maldives, the, the French Poly, Galapagos, South Africa, and many more. Most of their featured hotels are four plus stars, and they just are constantly inspiring their members to get out and travel to destinations that might not be top of mind. And their deals are meant to motivate travelers to experience interesting and new destinations. Also, you can get straight to your inboxes. They're top 20 every Wednesday of the best deals they currently have, and their membership is free and simple. So why not sign up, get their top deals released every Wednesday, sent to your inbox, and then you can convince your partner to book a freaking vacation. Okay. So you have to visit travelzoo.com slash sign up to become a member. Okay. And then you can get handpicked freaking vacations and the membership is free and it's simple. You'll just get really great deals sent to your inbox. It'll make it easy for you to tell your partner that you want to freaking book a vacaciones. I was so excited to partner with Haya because my family, my mom and my older sister, Allison are just like the organic queens that I aspire to be. They're like literally court. So they know everything. And my sister, Allison, who has a son, Liam, who is older than Noah, has been telling me about Haya children's vitamins and she is obsessed and so I'm so happy to have Haya be part of this episode. So basically, usually children's vitamins are like candy, right? They have so much sugar, unhealthy chemicals and things that our kids shouldn't eat. Haya was created. It's now pediatrician approved super power chewable vitamin. So while most children's vitamins are filled with grams of sugar and can contribute to a variety of health issues. Haya is made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk, yet it tastes great and is perfect for picky eaters. So it's supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and many others. It's obviously non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, and everything else you could possibly imagine. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You can get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to Haya Health. That's high, yeah, health dot com slash not skinny. This deal is not available on their regular website. You have to go to Haya H I Y A health dot com slash not skinny and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. 
the book that you wrote before was nonfiction and was more about yeah. you. But I love how we get so many Jennyisms. like some of my favorite parts. I mean, I really resonated with this where you were like, you got to 12K on your Instagram and you said somebody was making a big deal and you were like 12,000 is a random college kid with a podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Which is yes. so fucking true. You know, just today I did on my Instagram, like celebs that we didn't realize had a huge following. And it's like, when I say huge, I mean like 35 million. They, I didn't know Vanessa Hudgens was that popular, you know? Right. Right. 35 million. So, you know, all of a sudden everything is so relative because of course, you know, 12,000, you got to get there. But today it could be a random kid in college with a podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So I really (laughs) felt like those moments where your voice, like I could really hear your humor because I love following you on Instagram. Regardless, I followed you for years. I think you're so real. You're so funny. Like you literally post like you don't care. You're the opposite of like curating for a grid. Yes, your your grid is even messier than my grid. I know people are like, why did you post this? You see like the background where like you have like zip medicine, tampons, you know, like dirty, like diapers, like everything sitting on your counter Yeah, and you're like, check out this dress. I got No, I know. And then like your kids, you emoji them, right? Yeah. So you like emote, you're like one sunshine, one bear, one in the background. I'm like, what? Are, but then no rhyme or reason. No rhyme or reason. And that is literally opposite of so many, you know, curated. But you know what I really think? And I think I heard an interview with Charles Porch, who is like big at Instagram, where he said and he said this about six months ago, which is probably even more true today. He said it used to be so, you know, the the, the content creators with the perfect backgrounds and the perfect like themes that were the successful yeah. ones. And today people are over it. Nobody gives a shit. They're just like, I'm I'm bored. Entertain me. Yeah. They, 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 they don't want to, they, they feel like you're, you were feeling, you know what I mean? They want to yes. see the realness. Yeah. They want to hear the bad shit sometimes too much, yeah. like give them the bad shit. They'll fucking feast on that. Oh, they love the bad <laughs> shit. That's the other thing that I also like started to find fascinating. It's like, if you just like cry into your Instagram stories, people are like loving it. It's so fucking weird. No, if you're miserable, you know, like, they thrive on it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get all, if your kid is sick, you know, everyone's going to oh, help no. you. You're going to get a TV show. <laughs> it's so crazy. Wait, speaking of the TV show, this fucking book is made into, into a TV show that you're working on. Sony Pictures. That's crazy. And yeah, I can so envision it. And tell us about that. That's that's literally so great. OK, so I so I had, I wrote my first book as a show that Sony produced for ABC and I guess I decided, you know, I, I took a, a very like non-traditional approach with this book. I didn't, I didn't go through a normal, one of the big five publishers. I went to a producer who was in LA who basically I knew I had already waited so long to get this book out. And then during the pandemic, nobody wanted to buy it. I could not sell this thing. Everybody thought it was like, they kept saying in a post COVID world, I don't know if, you know, a story about wealthy, you know, women in lower Manhattan doesn't read as tone deaf. And and it's just like in general, the 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 publishing world did not want me to be a fiction writer. <laughs> I'll just say that. So I took this to a producer in LA, basically saying to him, like, 
can you get this bounded on shelves? Because my ego is too big to publish this by myself and have it just be digital or something, you know, because I put too much time in. Yeah. And, Wait, um, how does it yeah. work, Jenny, for us that don't get it? When you okay. say you put too much time in, you put too much time in, you wrote the whole book. Yes, I wrote the whole book three times. And then Four you times, and basically. then you shop it around because, OK, with a, with a nonfiction, I was able to just write a pitch. Right. Right. It was like me bullshitting for two pages. And they're like, OK. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and with a novel, you have to write the, the whole, whole thing. damn thing. Wow. And so I sent it out. It was probably premature. I sent it out after I worked on it for a year because I thought a year, I mean, my last two proposals, I spent like three weeks. (laughs) So after a year, I'm like, it's ready. I sent it out. I got a bunch of passes. I looked at it again and I pulled it. I pulled the submission, which is like terrible to do and looks like so bad for you. So I pulled the submission and I took another full year and rewrote the whole thing. And after that, so then I'm like in lockdown and everything's happening. And I took it out again and people were like, I don't know, this is this subject matter, blah, blah, blah. So people didn't want it. And then, you know, because I just have this like <laughs> hunger, that, and I won't give up, right? Yeah. So I said, okay, how could I get this into the world? I don't want to self-publish because then I can't make the times list. I can't have it on shelves. It's just, it was all ego, to be honest yeah. with you. So I took it to a producer, this guy, Brian Folkweiss in LA, who has a book imprint, but he's only ever pr- made one other book, a book, or maybe he, he's going to kill me now. He probably has two now. <laughs> At the time, he only had one other book, a book about toys, nothing to do with oh my anything God. I do, but I didn't care. I was like, if you can guarantee me that you can get this book on shelves, I'm going to do it with you. And because I did that, I could shop it earlier as a show because it was already in LA. Did you have that in your mind though? Like writing the book that it could be a show? Well, cause I come from, I come from that other world. So I come from like scripts and, and screenplays and like, so I know that world like that. The book world is like, for me, always a little bit of a, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little, I'm not as versed, but Mm. I knew I could flip it because when I first started writing, the only reason I was writing books was because I wanted to own IP that I could then sell as a TV show that I could act in. But then I don't now I don't give a fuck about it. Oh my acting. God. So Jenny, just, your brain. It just changed my life. Like the books now for me, like me and everything, I don't care what happens because it's like, I just want like my thing in the world. Yeah. And, and now I don't know. It's really funny because at the time I thought, oh, having a, having a TV show is everything. And now I'm like, no like then it's not really mine anymore. Then it's so many other people's. But when yeah. it's your book, it's just like this concrete, it, there's something so rewarding about it for me. Um, so yeah, so it was easier to kind of take out. And I sent two chapters to Sony. I had sold a show with them before and they bought it. And of course they thought at first that it was going to be for their comedy department because my other two books were, well, one I wrote as a, a film and it, you know, and then one was a half hour. So they sent it to the, to the comedy department and then they call back and they're like, we think this is a one hour. So now it's with the drama department at Sony and nobody knows this yet, but we haven't done the announcement formally, but Diablo Cody is supervising and I love Diablo. I've known her for years. So that's just like, wow, absolutely. Like, I don't know the best thing ever. Um, yeah. So it really worked out, but honestly it was not. Wait, so is it, is it in production? So now I have to leave my family next week and I have to go like write this damn thing. By write it, you mean turn it into a, a TV script? 
Yes. So I'll basically work first on um, the pitch because Diablo and I will go into rooms to different studios to kind of see like where it would live. But so, so, so Sony's, Sony? the, Sony's the studio and then they sell it to a network. Wow. Mm-hmm. So Sony bought it. Yeah. Bought it. Okay. Wow. This world is so complicated. Well, that's what's so funny when people are like, you know, they see, and I always say, I do it all just for like the one little like blurb in the Hollywood reporter that says like, <laughs> you're writing, Jenny's working on a show, but it yeah. always sounds bigger than it, it sounds, is. It sounds, yeah. Whenever I see people post, I think you also had this on deadline, right? Yeah, Those deadline. deadline headlines. I'm like, I just, I don't know for what I want a deadline headline. It's just. No, totally. Like, it's such a flex. When is the headline? Like, who cares what happens? Because most things in LA never actually happen. But who knows if this show will even like become anything. The win Mm. is just having it written somewhere that you're being paid to write something. (laughs) Yeah. No, the deadline. It's literally like frame that shit. That's such a fucking flex. That deadline, Hollywood. No, I feel you, girl. But it's going to happen. But I feel like you're such a you have this relatability about you. And it's also because of this, like you're so real about it. And even though you've done such huge things that you're so successful at, you're still like, it could not happen. No, this I, guy could go out and- <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yes. Oh and God. I'm comfortable with failing because it doesn't mean yeah. anything. Like for all your listeners, it's like failing is, it was what has to happen before you can succeed. So I always feel like failure when it happens. I'm like psyched because I'm like, then this is great because now the win is going to just like hit in such a different way. It's going to feel so much like bigger because I know that I like had to fight. for. And also you fucking worked on it for four years. I mean, that's the thing about writing a book is like writing a book. It used to be a dream of mine. But then I think now that I'm older, if I was asked, like, do you want to write a book? I'd be like, no, because it just looks like so much work. It's so much work and you oh have to be God. self-motivated. <laughs> no, I don't want to. That's I, hilarious. I mean, I, I it's it's so much work. I mean, you worked on this for four years and you're saying that when you first had to shop it around, you had to like get nose and deal with that. That's <laughs> I mean, it's not like an actor going in audition and being told no right there when they studied the lines, you know, for, for a few hours. Yeah. <laughs> totally. But it but it's so wild that you're also from, you know, that part of the industry. Do you see that if yourself playing one of the parts? No, you know, I really don't want to be like, really? Again, I really like my life. I don't want to be stuck in a trailer. I, I always say to Jason's like, don't, don't knock actors, Jenny. It's what I do for a living, but I just (laughs) watch him talking in a trailer. (laughs) He doesn't know when he's coming home. He's like, has to sit there all day long. The air conditioning is always like, on like full blast, like trying to kill you. You're in some random city. I don't know. For me, no, I like my life as it is. Mm. I want control. And when he leaves for five weeks, is that difficult? Okay. So this is like the trajectory of what happens. Usually I say, go do it. It's a great opportunity for you. Don't say no, because I'm such a like, anytime anybody's like offering me money to do something, I'm like, sure. Even (laughs) though I don't really like think more like about it too long. Yeah. So I'm sending Jason packing. I'm like, you're going, you're going to go do this job. And then after about roughly one or two weeks alone with my kids, every time he calls, I'm more and more like fast <laughs> aggressive. Yeah. He's like fucking mean. And he's like, you sound resentful. I'm like, you think, you think <laughs> I sound resentful really? And so by the end, it usually like explodes. We're both texting our couple's therapist. He's telling her that, you know, 
I'm bumming him out and I'm like, you know, just all I do is complain. And I'm telling him that he doesn't appreciate everything that I'm doing at home. And then usually because I'm such a bitch, I will text him again, another passive aggressive text, giving him my dates for when I'm going to be leaving town promptly upon his returning to New York. <laughs> so that's what's happening on the 24th. I leave a few hours before he returns. No, you're not. Yeah. What? You're Fuck, not going to yeah. see him five yeah. weeks. No. Fuck that. No way. I'm a, no fucking way. You know, like there was, he sent me a text that was so rude. And I, my mom was here. I found out my thyroid was hyper again. There was a lot of shit. My, I had to diagnose my nanny with shingles. There's been a lot of shit happening at this house. <laughs> and he told me that I was being depressed. Well, so you were being, sitting, and you're like, thought, oh, sorry. It's to gorgeous like behind you. him. Mountains, yeah. trees. You know, he's like sitting there with Brandy on one side, Heather Graham on the other and telling me I'm bumming me Wait, out. Brandy? Yeah, the singer. The singer Brandy? Yes. Ooh. And so Heather who? Heather Graham. Ooh, interesting. Do we know what this project is yet? It's a Netflix Christmas movie they're doing. Oh, wait, where is because his he's show? Not Jewish. Because he's allowed. <laughs> okay, I am obsessed with Splendid Spoon. I get obsessed with things that are easy for me to put my hands on that don't require meal prep that, you know, just delicious plant-based meals and snacks right outside my door. Thank you. Ready to eat food designed to fit into my busy schedule instead of taking time out of it. Thank you. So Splendid Spoon offers meals that are 100% plant-based, gluten-free and GMO-free, always made with plenty of vegetables, legumes, healthy fats, whole grains and spices from all over the world. Okay. They have a fresh take on dishes like vegan meatballs, marinara noodles, even cauliflower tikka soup I've had. I really, what I really love is their smoothies. They have so many different kinds of smoothies, green bowls, soup bowls, and noodle bowls for you to discover. Um, and with over 50 choices and a constantly rotating menu, there are always new dishes to try. Okay. Eating plant-based food can come with a wealth of benefits like improved energy, sleep, digestion, and complexion. All the Kardashian sisters are trying it. So just felt like I should try it too. You know what I mean? Go to splendidspoon.com slash not skinny for $50 off your first box. When you subscribe to the breakfast, lunch, and reset plan or the breakfast, lunch, dinner, and reset plan. So try Splendid Spoon today and take meal planning off your plate. That's Splendid Spoon dot com slash not skinny for $50 off. Okay. Most of you have already heard me tell you about pros, the world's best personalized hair care. And I'm just here to tell you about it again, because ever since I started using pros, my personalized hair care with my name on it, literally, I've had to wash my hair less. It's been shinier, smoother, softer, stronger, all the things. And you can't go back. Once you go personalized hair care, you can't go back. What pros does is it gets to know your hair and then literally formulates a, a formula for your hair. The quiz asks you questions um, ranging from what type of hair you have to what zip code you live in to kind of calculate that pollution and literally your diet and analyzing over 85 personal factors to determine a unique blend of ingredients to treat 
your exact concerns. All right. Also, Prose is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. Also, if you're not 100% positive, Prose is the best hair care you've ever had. They'll take the products back. No questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair care regimen with your name all over it, literally. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash not skinny. That's pros, P-R-O-S-E. Why do you call him Jaden on your Instagram, by the way? Well, it started out, my phone used to autocorrect Jason to Jaden, which I find funny. It's like Jason, I think, is one of the more common names <laughs> ever given to a man on this planet. And my phone's like, you must mean Jaden. <laughs> I don't even know a Jaden. Well, have you ever wanted to talk about ducks? Because I try to spell fuck and it never yes. works. Again, why would you ever think I'm saying ducking? Why never, would you ever I've say... <laughs> I've never right? wanted to say ducking. Yeah. Never. 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 Yeah. Even when I'm ducking, Even, I'm saying like, right. <laughs> Even when I duck, I would be like, I bent down. I wouldn't even use yes. that word. I'm not smart or enough would, for that big word. Yes. Yeah. So that's why I started it. And then I liked it because it's like a little sort of disrespectful <laughs> and sort of felt like, I don't know, puts him in his place. Because again, you have to realize like for the first, let's say, 10 years of our marriage, I was always being written up everywhere as Jason Biggs and guest. And so it was always just this like plus one. And I really felt unseen and like I hadn't done enough with my life. And I like resented the fact that he was famous because it made me feel as an overachiever, even like less accomplished. Yeah. So I like to call him Jaden on my Instagram because it's like, you might be Jason Biggs in real life, but on my Instagram, you're just Jaden. Right. Like on your Instagram, like we don't care. That you're Nobody, Jason Biggs. Yes, we don't care. Yes. You're Jenny's yes. Jaden. And then he's like, what did I ever do to you? Like, all I've done is support you. And all you do is try to bring me down. Like, all I've done is try to lift you up. Yeah. It's not my fault. I was famous when you met me. Yeah. <laughs> but you met friend. on a movie, which is so Hollywood of you. It's so weird, right? I know. We met doing a movie. I actually was... We met on a blind date prior to being cast in the movie. We... We're auditioning for this film. And the, one of the guys who repped the writer on the movie was trying to date my sister. And he said to me, would you want to see the audition tapes? I have access to the tapes so you can watch all the girls you're up against. And as an actress, I was like, yes, that's like, that's like the question I've been a- waiting for somebody to ask me my whole life. <laughs> yeah. So I'm watching the tapes smugly, you know, like watching all these girls that I'm up against. The, the same girls that I would always see, right? Yeah. And... Then he goes, while you're at it, there's two guys. One is Jason Biggs and one is this other guy. I think it was this actor named Todd Grinnell. And I said, well, fuck Jason Biggs. You have to give it to the other guy. Like, don't you have to give it to the underdog? Because I was projecting, you know, like (laughs) I'm the underdog. Don't give it to Lake Bell. I want the job. You know what I mean? Oh, Lake Bell is your was your kind of competition. Well, it was like, it was all the same girls at the time. It was mm. like Lake Bell. It was like Lizzie Kaplan. Who mm. else was kind of in the same? In the same vibe. I, mean, I could see that. All those I could girls. see that. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was always Ricky Lindholm. It was all of us. Like mm. there was just a crew of us that were always in the same. In the like, same, yeah. In the yeah, same pool. ducking. Yeah. <laughs> the same ducking pool. And then I watched Jason's audition and he was amazing. And I had to call Doug back and say, Doug, I'm, I'm so sorry, but. 
I never realized that Jason Biggs was such a good actor. (laughs) (laughs) You have to give him the job. And so then a few weeks later, my sister called and said, would you go on a double date with me and Doug and Jason? And at the time, in my mind, I thought, like, I thought Doug had more power than he did. And I was like, well, I want the job. So I, yeah, guess, you I'm really, go- I guess I'm coming. You really thought Doug had more power than he did. You were like deciding oh on who's going to be in the movie for him. Yeah, for him. I was casting the damn thing. And then, uh, yeah, so I ended up on this double date with Jason. And we, we hit it off, but I didn't think immediately like, oh, this is my husband. And then he got cast and then I got cast and we ended up in Boston together for three months and we were married nine months after meeting. I mean, that it, it happened so fast. How old were you when you got married? I was, was 28, about to be 29. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, damn. He swooped you up. Wow. Nine months later. It's so crazy. I mean, there was Wait, a lot not of not because that there was a baby. I just said nine months. Yeah. Was there yeah, a baby? No, but I was pregnant at six months. So then I thought I was, I was like free. I mean, basically it's all in my, my first second book, but we were on ecstasy. I got pregnant. I thought, you know, I have to have an abortion. I don't even, then all of a sudden I went from like being in love with him to like, who are you? You're hijacking my life. I'm too young. I can't be with you. I was like the, the, the like, you know, shit got real. And then I ended up having a miscarriage. Well, then I decided, okay, I'm going to have the baby. I'm just going to like do this because I am in love with this person. And so we bought an SUV and then I had a miscarriage (laughs) after we bought the SUV. And then, um, and then I felt like, Oh, wait a minute. I had a minute to like, think about it again. And then we just were like, let's fucking elope. I mean, we'd been through so much at that point. So yeah. Oh my God. It's not like a story. There were a lot of red flags. I mean, it's nothing I would advise others to do, (laughs) but (laughs) We have been married for 14 years on Friday. Wow. So we worked out. Happy 14 years. And how much you, you guys are in New York, but how yes. did you spend some years in LA together? Yes, we were in LA. I was in LA. We were both in LA for about 19 years. Oh, wow. Because I went to UCLA. So I was there for college as well. And then we lived there together for five, six, like seven years together and then moved to New York. And do you like it here better? I do. Really? I can't imagine being a mom in L.A. Tell me why. Well, when I lived in L.A., I felt like I was a doctor who worked at the hospital, first of all, just because of my profession. It was like I could never escape work. Mm. Even on everywhere I turned, there was like a billboard of somebody doing something I wasn't doing. Mm. Or I'd be on a play date and people are talking about. It would always come back to the industry, everything. And Um. it's just like. You only know one type of person in LA. You don't, it's not diverse at all. At least the pocket I was existing in. And I was in the car for at least three hours a day, yeah. you know, working. I, I wouldn't be home to put the baby to bed at the time. And it was just not fulfilling. Also, I don't know. I'm not into like the private school scene in LA. It's just a little too, like, I don't want my kids to go to school with other actors kids I have a weird thing about that with like Jessica Simpson's I'm just like daughter Maxwell yeah I don't like my I don't want my kids like name dropping shit about like (laughs) you know whose dad or mom or you know whatever is doing whatever it's just gross yeah no I feel you gonna listen to this podcast she lives she she lives in LA your sister three boys in LA Mm -hmm. boys in LA and you have two boys is that wild two boys is intense as fuck 
Is yes. That, oh, my God. I have one boy and it's fucking wild. And I'm like, how do you have another and then see that it's a boy? Are you going to have another boy? Can you decide to not have another boy? Like, how do we decide to not? Uh, you're going to have another. I mean, don't you like have to or something? I don't know. You have to. I think I think you have to do it. My husband said that the other day and I did want to murder him. I was like, you're going to tell like you're going to say it like they don't yes. have to do anything. Exactly. But that's what happened. Jason's biological clock was drinking and I had to have another one. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it was. He was pressuring. Well, first of all, I would have no kids if I wasn't like with Jason. I mean, he pressured me to have the first one. And then I was able to like, well, first of all, after I had the miscarriage, I waited. We were married for five years Mm. before we tried to have kids. Yeah. I got five years before he like kind of like pressured me again. Yeah, until you pressured me. Oh my God, I couldn't. And my sister's having kids. She's 16 months younger. It was a whole, you know, the and, whole. And then he pressured you on. for the second one saying they need to be like close in age and blah, blah, yes, blah. But mm. I waited three and a half years. So I did wait. I got a little bit of time. Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know. What, how old is your son now? He's a he's year two. And, he's almost two. Yeah. Okay. He's almost two. And my husband said to me the other day, like, I think maybe September. And I'm like, excuse you? Like, I know, are you it's making this decision? And he's like, oh, I didn't tell you that was my thought. And I was like, <laughs> does he think he can like, t- no, 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 that made me mad because, you know, at the end of the day, you could be a great dad, but like the mom is the mom and like that of shit's course. on you. You know what I mean? 100%. That shit's no on you. No matter how much help you have, the emotional burden of being a mom is on you. Is on you. You can't escape it. You can't escape it. And they can escape it. They can like, yeah. they can escape it way more than yes. you can. But yes. I don't know if it's like a culture. I don't know if it's like society, but people have one kid. But for mm-hmm. some reason, it's frowned upon. I know. I know. You know, it's like you're not giving the kids someone to play with. I mean, I know. I know. I know. I know. Did I you secretly hope your second would be a girl or did you want a second boy? <gasps> a girl is even scarier than a boy. <laughs> what? That's really? Well, Fuck that. maybe chiller, though, when they're young. Chiller. Yeah, like you could take it to a rest pit. You could take right. it to a restaurant and it'll color, but like <laughs> it'll color. It'll I don't. Color, yeah. Oh my god! I remember when like Sid, I brought him home. I had the worst postpartum, and he had like you know the little bracelet they have from the hospital. I remember cutting the tag off him the way you cut a tag off like a dress from Nordstrom that you know. <laughs> like I'll never be able to return this. It's mine now. I own it. What do I, I do? It. And they don't tell you. Nobody tells Nobody you they, tells they, in the hospital. They send you home. Like you could be a murderer. They send 100%. you home. They're like, they're like, bye. Yeah. You're like, I'm leaving with this fucking thing. Yeah. And why does nobody tell you that your OBGYN like doesn't love you after you have the baby? (laughs) They only care about you and coddle you until the baby comes out. And then they're just like they walk in like they've never seen you before in in your life, in their lives. They're just like and they're done with you. Yeah. They they don't want to look at the baby. They're not. I felt like my I thought my OB like after like birthing. I showed him a picture with the baby. I know. I showed it. I remember going to my my checkup after and I was like so this is Noah I was like one of those people he was like cute yeah they don't even care (laughs) it's crazy okay nowadays you're not just like going to the store anymore and picking out something that other people have you're unique okay and that's why you need a unique pair of glasses that you literally customized for yourself I'm talking prescription glasses from pair eyewear. Pear eyewear has a base frame and magnetic top 
that makes it easy to switch up your style. Their base frames start at just $60, including prescription lenses, which is very, very affordable. They have hundreds of top frame designs to match whichever base frame you choose. So you can literally change your glasses like you change your clothes. Whenever I think of people that need to wear glasses, I'm like, that's literally your face. How are you wearing the same thing every day? It's like, imagine wearing the same shirt every day. You don't need to do that because with pair eyewear, you can get started by choosing your base frame with options from the square to the cat eye. Every frame comes in six different colors, including classic black and even remixed blue. Then you pick your top frames and you build a collection to match your personality. So you guys check out Pear Eyewear. Get glasses as unique as you are. One pair, infinite style, starting at just $60. That's Pear Eyewear, P A. I-R-E-Y-E-Wear.com slash not skinny for 15% off your first purchase. That's 15% off at pair P-A-I-R-I-Wear.com slash not skinny. For every pair purchased, pair provides glasses and vision care for children around the world. Jenny, how do you explain the fact that you're like this fucking real ass bitch? You know, we're making fun of mommy influencers. We hate that. But you make dictator fucking lunches that put people to shame. Okay. So I really want to explain dictator lunches and I, and I, so I have a dictator lunches book coming out by the way, in September the 13th and the beginning of this book, like I talk all about how this book, like I never meant for that to turn into anything. It was literally just me as a working mom trying to sublimate my own guilt for not being around, not like doing pickup and drop off. And so I would make these lunches because I'm a Jew and food equals love. And I wanted to send him to school with this like movable feast because I didn't never had, I never had that. You know, my parents, I was a latchkey kid and nobody was doing that for me. So again, I think who you are as a mother is in for it. Like it is it's so informed by like who you had as a mother. Right. So like yeah. I'm trying to be the mom I never had. And mm. that's why I started making the lunches. But like, yes, I, I'm so worried. Because I do think that people look at it and think, oh, she's showing me how how awesome her kid eats or, you know, whatever. But like in reality, it's all about me just grappling with my own inner demons. <laughs> well, I think it's also just shows that like issues. that like a person is like complex and has like yeah. it's you're you're like an anomaly. Like you have more like on one hand, you'd look like a person that would make fun of that, yes, right? It'd be totally. like, no, my kid eats, uh, you know, McDonald's. Yes. But at the same time, you make these lunches, you guys. Oh, my God. Check out Dictator Lunches on Instagram. Seriously, fuck you, because <laughs> they eat it, too. I mean, you show the after and they're eating it. They're eating cauliflower. They're eating green beans. They're eating it. Yes. Well, I don't fuck around. I'm like, there's no kids menu here. Like you guys are eating it or you're going to just like not eat. And I, ha- I'm really like intense about the repetition because I do find that, you know, a lot of times you think, oh, my kid doesn't eat this. It's like, you've tried it a couple of times and he didn't like it. But if you keep presenting right. it, I guarantee you over time, it just like, it's like training a small horse, you know, <laughs> you have to look at. So these they're things. good eaters, both of them. Yeah. Sid's, Sid's better than Laszlo. Sid's a better eater than Laszlo. You guys check out dictator lunches. I mean, it does give major, major inspo, but it might make you feel bad about yourself as a parent. No, I'm just kidding. 
but you can curate, like take whatever you made for dinner or whatever takeout you even had. It's like, you can really just like throw shit together. So easily. would you think that you're the type of mom that would like make shapes out of food? Fuck no. If you had told me, if you had told the 22 year old me that I was cutting apples into like smiley faces, I'd be like, suck my dick. That's never happening. <laughs> That's my thing. So how do you explain that? I mean, you just did. You said that you're, you're because you, of like, I'm so guilt ridden. I have so much. I'm like, I feel so I mean, look at this rice time, cake. Look at this rice cake. To. And also, this though, like the teachers yeah. were getting annoyed. And I love when I'm making somebody annoyed and stirring the pot. So they were just getting more and more pissed off that like the lunches kept getting more complex. And they yeah. have to do stuff like like take the seed out of an avocado or like reheat a Chinese like like little like bow. And so I'm like, oh, this is funny. I'm going to keep doing it. So it was to amuse myself. And then. I just felt I got too deep. I got so deep. Jenny, I love you. I follow you forever. I think you're so funny. That's so sweet. Thank you. Everybody. City of Likes out June 14th. Yes. Get it. It's hilarious. It's also not too long. So don't be yes. frightened for those who don't read as much. OK. It's and a book Dick for girls who don't like reading anyway. It literally is. It literally <laughs> is. And it's in Jenny's hilarious tone, which I just want to say a couple other things that made me laugh that I had to write down. When you said you were private on Instagram and before you approved this girl that you were trying to impress, you said, I deleted a handful of sunset pics and a couple close ups of my chin was too Jay Le- that my chin was too Jay Leno. <laughs> Because my sister always says my chin is so Jay Leno. I call my sister's <laughs> chin Jay Leno. So. I that threw me. I was like, wait, other people (laughs) use Jay Leno's chin Uh as like I literally always make fun of my sister for having a Jay Leno chin and she does not appreciate because he has the most protruding chin a person could have. (laughs) You do not have a Jay Leno chin on the side. She's always like, oh, the Leno chin. (laughs) What? Yes. Has she seen his chin? Yeah. Now you have to send me a picture of your sister's chin. More Jay Leno than you. And I will. Sorry, Allison. (laughs) Jenny, thank you so much for coming on. Everyone, go check out Jenny on Instagram, Jenny Molin and Dictator Lunches. And I hope I'll see you soon, IRL. I love it. Yes. Yes. Thank you Thanks, so much. Babe. Okay. Oh my God, of course. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday.